TII Item 192, September 28, 2011. Invites finally go out for the iPhone event. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullah! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who I am. Today's episode is brought to you by Hover. Please visit tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com to get 10% off your domain name registrations. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today and iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Ken for sending in the artwork for today's episode. He wrote, hey, Rob, I did a little sketch in Sketchbook for the iPhone. Regards, Ken in New York City. And folks, you can see Ken's artwork in the TII app in the extra section for episode 192, or if you subscribe via iTunes as the album artwork, and I'll also try to get it up on Google Plus and Facebook as well. Ken, thanks again for sending in the artwork. If you have some artwork or music you've created on your iOS device and would like to share it with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com and make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, According to a very reliable source, iPhone Italia has reported that one of Switzerland's carriers, Swisscom, will start offering the rumored iPhone 5 on October 5th. Also, the Italian site source is 100% sure that the iPhone 5 will also be available in the U.S. on September 5th, unquote. That re-reported by Alex Heath at Cult of Mac on July 22nd, 2010. Really, there are so many yours truly included that missed the intro date but hey at least i just said i was guessing and not saying there was a quote very reliable unquote source as did iphone italia i mean we could also throw the japanese blog mako takara under the bus for their rumor mongering about the iphone 4s launching in july or august that from a late post they did in may again there are also many many more that got the date wrong way wrong We'll be interested to see how many reliable and unnamed sources miss the boat when it comes to the specs. For promo codes, again, thanks to the devs for the apps iCouchCBT and Mucho Spanish for offering them up in episode 191. If you want to learn more about a chance for these promo codes for those two apps or more about the apps in general, please listen to the beginning of episode 191. I'll pick winners for these probably at the end of this week. As always, if you are an app developer, Email me if you want your app featured in the promo giveaway segment. There is never a charge for you, the dev. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com. And please also include a 60-second or less audio review of your app indicating in the review you are the dev. After I put up a show, it is usually late at night and I go to sleep and within 30 to 40 minutes of the show going up. The next morning, I will usually have mostly emails about the promo codes and sometimes one email that will say I blew a point on the show. When it is just one email, chances are someone misheard something and I'll reply politely or mention it on the next show. Sometimes there are three or four emails about the same thing, and in those cases, yeah, I misspoke. But after the last show, there were a dozen emails and voicemails that grew to well over a few dozen in the next couple days. Obviously, there was something I missed on that last show, and it was with regards to this question. 
My name is uh, Scott, and I had a couple questions. The first one is, BlackBerry has pin-to-pin text messaging. Is there any plans for, uh, for Apple with the iPhones that you can do uh, free text messaging to any other iPhone user? Not necessarily an app that gives you the free text messaging, but one specifically that does iPhone-to-iPhone. And that clearly is the question what you all heard based on your replies. But what I remember hearing was something different. It was to do with how do you do text messages from an iPhone to any other phone. I have no idea how I got that thought in my head, Uh, which obviously is not what he asked. As many of you pointed out, there is a clear and simple answer I should have given, and it is a one-word answer, iMessage. Let me read a description of iMessage. Quote, messaging service between all iOS devices can send text messages, photos, video, contacts, group messages, plus you get delivery receipts and RAID receipts, and typing indication to see if you're about to get a return message. Supported over both 3G and Wi-Fi, all is sent encrypted. If you are thinking, wow, the phone carriers must be pissed about this, you would not be alone in thinking that. Unquote. And that is actually a quote from me in June. So Scott, yes, there is something coming, and it is only a couple of weeks away, and it is called iMessage. Thanks to all that sent in replies on that, and sorry for the mistake. Oh, and to the person that tried to justify me not saying anything, thinking I did not say anything because of the NDA I'm under, aren't you a sweetie? And now for something completely different. Well, it's about fracking time. Apple finally sent out the invites for the next iPhone event. As rumored, or to be more accurate, as controlled leak by John Pazakowski, with a little help from Apple PR, had stated the event would take place on October 4th, and it will be at Apple's campus, not at the Yerba Buena Center, as had been the case with some recent special events. The invites went out to select press on Tuesday, one week prior to the event. I think the image for the invite might give away that there is only one new iPhone being announced, since there is just the red one on the phone. But more important from the invite is the tagline, quote, let's talk iPhone, unquote, as in let's talk to the iPhone and have it understand us. Thus, the rumors and speculation about it integrating the Siri and Nuance tech seems to be kind of spot on. That would also mean likely one gig of RAM and, of course, the A5 processor. Lest you think I'm reading too much into the invite, remember the iPad 2 invite was a big icon for the calendar with March 2nd on it and it folding back over on one of the corners showing a part of the iPad below it with the line, come see what 2011 will be the year of. Well, that corner peel would uh, end up being a hint for the smart cover for the iPad 2, which Apple made a big deal about during that event. So Apple definitely has a history of hiding in plain sight something about what they're going to announce. If you are an Apple employee and are giving a presentation and you say, quote, not to mention the new iPhone coming out next month, that was a plug, unquote, chances are you would be asked to cash in your options and turn in your Apple ID card. But when you invent the internet, I guess you get a pass. So when Al Gore uttered those words in a speech he was giving in South Africa last week, it definitely turned some heads and I'm sure got him an email or two from Tim Cook. A lot of people took notice to the plural use of iPhones, but that could just be as in like a whole bunch of iPhones and not two different models of iPhones. 
Hey Rob, this is Travis in Arkansas. I was excited to receive the email today, September 26th, that Laura in Nashville had, re had reached her goal for the eyelatch. I'm excited to get it. I'm also proud to be one of the 175 backers. Thanks for the show. Travis, thanks for the voicemail. And Laura, congratulations on getting the funding for the eyelatch. She just squeaked in over 7000 but doesn't matter if you're over by $1 or $1,000. As long as you're over, you get the money. And Laura, congratulations for getting it. And thanks to all the TII listeners that helped her make this possible. And I've already talked to Laura, and we're going to have her on the show in the future when it starts shipping out so that we can talk about it with her, how that came from start to Kickstarter to finish and product shipping. So I think it'll be an interesting story. Again, we'll have an interview with her on a special episode sometime in the near future. 9to5Mac claims to have a source giving them info on the iPhone 5, and it sounds an awful lot like what I said as my expectations to Inc.com back on September 11th. What were my predictions? Well, one, an upgraded camera to 8 megapixels. Two, an upgrade of the CPU to the A5 and doubling of the RAM to 1 gig. Three, a true world phone with each handset being both GSM and CDMA capable. Four, and this is what I think the tagline in the invite seems to also indicate, enhance voice controls and voice recognition, this from their Siri acquisition and also work with Nuance. Five, enhance video out, HDMI out via a dongle like with the iPad 2. And six, it will not be an LTE 4G phone that was, it will not, N-O-T, not be LTE 4G. Guess we'll know more on the 4th of October. Reaching into the email bag. Hi Rob, longtime listener. I want to put in my two cents for the upcoming iPhone launch. I think it will be LTE enabled since it is the fifth generation, my prediction. I found cases for iPhone 5 being sold on Deal Extreme, and it looks like they took the current iPod and upgraded its internals to iPhone. Keep up the great work. Regards, Dev. Dev, thanks for your feedback and for all the others that have sent in emails saying they think it's going to be LTE. We'll find out more on Tuesday. From one of my sources at AT&T, I had some confirmation about that screenshot we mentioned on the last episode that was up on Engadget, and I felt looked a little fake. And my source at AT&T said, quote, this doesn't look like any of our systems, unquote. Good job, Engadget, on researching the screenshot. Just saying. I want to take a moment now to talk about today's sponsor, and that is Hover. If you go to tii.hover.com, you can get 10% off your domain name registrations. That's tii.hover.com. As I said before, if you have not registered your name or your kid's name, you need to protect their identity even if all they are ever going to do with it is forward it to their Facebook page. Or if they or you are uber geeky, it can be forwarded to a Google Plus account. Hover makes it so easy to go beyond even a simple single redirect. For my son, I registered henrywalch.com, and that just forwards to my TII site for now. But for henrywalch.com forward slash movies, that forwards to his YouTube page. Eventually, when he starts his own app development company, he can forward henrywalch.com forward slash apps to his company page. Again, making additional redirects off your main URL is so easy and quick. Literally in less than the time it took me to talk about Hover today, I went to Hover, logged into my account, added the redirect to Henry's YouTube page, saved it, and saw the redirect working. 
To save 10% on your registrations, go to tii.hover.com. That is tii.hover.com. Isn't it time for you to like registering domain names again? Thanks, Hover, for supporting the show. Not just this month, but they will also be back for all of next month. Japan is one of the largest markets that the iPhone is still only available on one carrier. Well, that looks ready to change as KDDI is reported to be joining SoftBank in Japan as an official carrier of the iPhone. At this point, it is just rumors, but according to MarketWatch, it is going to happen shortly. And MarketWatch is owned by the Wall Street Journal, which has been known to get a few Apple stories leaked to them in the past. Hey Rob, this is Josh Collin from Denver. Um, I think this might be my first call to your show. I don't remember. But anyway, great podcast. Per the iPhone, I think what my prediction is is that we're going to see two. We're going to see an iPhone 4S and an iPhone 5. Um, I think the 4S is prob- probably will go to Sprint. I don't know if they're going to get the iPhone 5. But I'm thinking that the iPhone 5 is going to... Um, those Some of those case leaks that we've seen, it's probably going to look like that. And... Hopefully it'll have an 8 megapixel camera, and I'm, I hope, but I don't think this is going to happen, for, I'm hoping for a 64 gig iPhone. That would, that would be really sweet. Other than that, uh, that's about all I could think of as, as far as an iPhone goes. And I do have one more question. I just bought Madden 2012 for the iPhone, and Rob, that is the worst game, one of the worst games I've ever played. It's overpriced. You can't run the ball. The gameplay is eh. And um, I'm just wondering if you know if Game Loft is going to be releasing um, an NFL game. And also, my the last question with that is, why is the Madden game so sucky when you compare it to other games such as Infinity Blade, you know, Street Fighter, you know, even FIFA 11, EA's own own game. I just I don't understand why this game seems so bad. Uh, if you give me some insight on that, that'd be great. I also did my own review of Madden 2012 for the iPhone, and I will include that link with this email of this voice memo. Josh, thanks for sending in the review of Madden 12. And folks, I have a link to his YouTube video review of that. Just look for YouTube Madden 12 iPhone review in the show notes for episode 192 over today on iOS.com. Now, Josh, per your question about why does Madden 12 suck so bad, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. I can't even give you a guesstimate, but if it really does suck like you're saying it does, and I have no reason to disbelieve you, it's probably because someone just phoned it in. Uh, They didn't put the effort that they needed into. I know some past Madden games I've really liked, but Madden 12 I have not played. And based on your comments, probably not going to be buying that one anytime soon. Earlier this week, there were conflicting reports out of J.P. Morgan. The first report came from their Asian office, and it warned of a slowdown in iPad demand, This after hearing from various suppliers in Asia that they were getting their Q4 orders cut by 25%. This report from this analyst caused Apple stocks to drop $13 per share early in the day. To put that drop in perspective, a $13 drop in Apple stock is a bigger reduction in Apple's market cap than the total market cap of Sprint or Netflix or LinkedIn. And actually was about 2x that of Netflix. Later in the day, the stock mostly rebounded. That in part because another division of J.P. Morgan, the one in the U.S. with Mark Moskowitz being their mouthpiece for all things Apple, said, yeah, our Asian division, they're smoking crack. Okay, well, he did not word it quite like that, but that was the general gist of what he said. 
I was asked for my opinion by Erica Murphy, and I told her it was one of two things. One, Apple, in true Machiavellian fashion, had overbooked to lock up all the supply channel and keep components from their competitors. And now was just bringing the orders down to reflect what they actually need, since it will be past the holiday season before those components could find their way into someone else's tablets. Or two, the more likely scenario, Apple was just moving around orders for the iPad to the new Brazilian facility that will be coming online in Q4, just when this reduction is reported for. And yes, I did get some perverse pleasure in seeing battling analysts at the same firm. Well, it looks like this year, the Apple quarterly call will be when I am on vacation, October 18th. So I will sum up my thoughts on that when I get back. It'll be interesting to see how sales of the iPhone and iPad held up this past quarter, and also to see how much cash Apple is now sitting on. Did they make it to $90 billion? One thing, and maybe the only thing analysts seem to be good for, well, other than ingredients in Soylent Green, are surveys. In one survey done by the folks at UBS, it seems when they looked at current smartphone owners and asked them if their next smartphone would be the same manufacturer, they got some, at least for listeners of this show, expected results. For Nokia, 24% expected to get another Nokia phone. Slightly better was Motorola at 25% retention rate. Samsung was at 28% retention rate. RIM was at 33% retention rate which is really bad. It means that 66% of those with a RIM device plan to abandon that OS completely. Not to just another manufacturer, but they're leaving that OS. HTC had the best retention rate for a company not named Apple, with 39% of respondents saying their next smartphone would be an HTC phone as well. And then moving to the next spot, we have Apple, with an 89% retention rate. Overall, more than 50% of switchers plan to get an iPhone, with 31% of all Android users looking to jump to the iPhone, which percentage-wise is 3x the iPhone users looking to leave iOS. Hey, Rob, this is uh, Tim out of Chicago, calling in again with a review of the Fisher-Price I Can Play activity case for the iPhone and iPods. I've been waiting for this product for, obviously, months. not too sure why Fisher-Price dragged their feet on this. Um, they probably could have made a lot more money. But anyhow, the uh, the case itself is uh, well-designed in terms of its ruggedness. However, there are some implementation flaws with this device. If you go to put your phone in into the uh, case with the phone upright and then go to put it into the uh, actual mount, the case, uh, then you have to turn everything upside down. So it's kind of backwards and not very intuitive. Also, you could actually... Uh, mount the device um, in either orientation, at least you should be able to, um, in order to facilitate blocking the home button um, even better. Um, my my boy is about 22 months old, and he's, uh, well, to brag, extremely smart, I think, and um, he's already managed to bypass the uh, home button. Um, but if I flip it around, there's a clear piece of plastic that actually uh, prevents him from hitting that home button. Uh, unfortunately, uh, when you mount it that way and you put it into the mount into the case, uh, it then constantly hits the sleep button. And so what I had to do was uh, go in with my X-Acto knife and uh, MacGyver the thing 
so that the sleep button wouldn't be inadvertently uh, activated when I mounted it in this in this fashion. Overall, I love the device. Um, I did buy two of them, and I plan on gifting one for one of our friends. He loves it. He loves to watch his Wonder Pets. And uh, on a second note, I guess a week ago, Rush Limbaugh stated that the iPhone would launch on October 15th. And if I believe anybody when it comes to Apple stuff, uh, it's Rush. This guy... Uh, if you ever listen to his show, you'll know how much he loves Apple products. Man, he's in the know, I think, and it appears that he was right. So, Rob, I love the show, and I can't wait till the next episode. Thanks so much. Bye. Jim, thanks for the review of the Fisher-Price case. Back into the news. Where does two-thirds of all of Google's mobile search queries come from? Well, according to Google, while under oath and testifying to the U.S. government, it is from iOS. Hmm. But what about all those Android devices out there? Maybe Android users just don't search for things. Maybe they have the life all figured out. Or maybe using their devices to surf the web is just not as nice an experience as it is with iOS. So you may have heard that Samsung is in this epic battle to the death with Apple over the issue of Samsung copying the basic design of the iPad. There's injunctions going up all over the place, court cases all over the place, stuff that's so boring I just try not to deal with it on the show. As I stated, I really think this is all silly as Jean-Luc Picard and Archer, Captain Archer, were using similar tablets before the iPad came out. Well, at least in our timeline. But you know what? If you are Samsung and you are accused of ripping off the designs and look of one of your biggest competitors and also biggest customer, you might want to think twice when you launch your own store and then adorn the walls with lots of little icons for apps. And some of them are Apple App Store icons, and one of them is a Safari icon. Yes, the Apple App Store icon and the Safari icon are up on the wall at Samsung. Oops. Oh, and then they put the picture of said store with said offending icons on their own site for that store. Brilliant! As in, not very. What is the old saying? Oh yeah, heads will roll. For those of you that are using your iPad more and more, especially those of you that are taking it on business trips, you know that typing for any prolonged period on the touchscreen can get very fatiguing. That is why when I need to type anything of any length on the iPad, I break out the small Apple Bluetooth keyboard. I've tried some others, but that is the one I really like with the iPad. There's an article on Computer World that actually looks at five different wireless keyboards for the iPad, including the Apple one, and breaks down the pluses and minuses for each. So if you are someone that needs to type a lot on it or think you will, this is an article that is well worth reading. Look for the link titled Hands-On Five Wireless Keyboards for the iPad Computer World in the show notes for episode 192 over at todayinios.com. Reaching into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Turn-by-turn navigation comes up all the time on the show. This week I had to use an app I downloaded a long time ago but did not use, MapQuest for mobile. It is free and does turn by turn. It worked great and like I said, it's free. Has this app come up before on the show? Regards, Edgar. Edgar, thanks for the feedback. And a quick search using the search button on the TII website shows that yes, on episode 152, we did mention the MapQuest for mobile app. So folks, if you ever have an app you're thinking of buying but you're not quite sure, you can always go to todayinios.com, go over on the right-hand side, look for search, put in the app name, and see if we talked about it on a previous episode. And if we did, listen to that episode and see what someone said about it. 
Hi Rob, this is Stephanie from San Antonio, Texas. Um, I have a question. I'm looking to sell my iPhone 4 so that I can buy the iPhone 5. How much do you think I should ask for on eBay? Um, I see that they're going for about maybe $400. I was curious, I just recently purchased a baby pink housing kit for my iPhone 4. I just put it on today and let me tell you it was some serious uh, pain in the butt with all the screws that you have to take out to change the front piece but it was well worth it. I love my new pink all pink iPhone front and back and I was just wondering how much do you think I should uh, get or ask for on eBay. I was thinking between 500 and 600. Do you think I'm dreaming or do you think that's maybe a possibility? Even the home button's pink. Thanks for your input. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Hi, Steph. And I replied to her offline, but good luck in selling that. And she did send me some pictures, and it is a very pink iPhone. And if anyone is interested in buying it, uh, let me know. I'll forward your contact information on to Steph. Uh, how much you're going to get for it? If it wasn't pink, let's just assume it's a regular iPhone right now. A couple weeks ago, Gazelle had the iPhone 4, if it's mint condition, going for 326 bucks or something like that. Today, Gazelle is running at around $250 for that same iPhone. So it's, in the last two weeks, the price has dropped from 326 to 250 And that, of course, is for the 32-gig AT&T black iPhone flawless condition. So you're looking at 250 is what you're going to get immediately if you take it to Gazelle. That means on eBay you should be looking 350 to 400 And the fact that it's pink, you might be able to get a little bit more. You are definitely going to cut the user base that's going to use that phone probably in half. But because it's all pink and it really looks good, you might be able to get that $500 price. Um, I wouldn't take anything less than 450 um, for it, given that you had to put that in. So... Good luck with that, and let us know what you actually sell it for. Thanks to John M. for this next one, which is mostly for our EU listeners, and it is about a topic we touched on some time ago, that the EU has pushed to get all smartphones to use the micro USB connector for charging. As I said before, and I'll say it now, nope, it will not be built into the iPhone. Apple will stay with their standard or customized or proprietary 30-pin uh, dock connector. If Apple ever does anything on this front, it will be to include a 30-pin to micro-USB dongle with each iPhone. The author of this post over at TUAW also comes to a similar conclusion. Any micro-USB compatibility will be external to the iPhone, not with a changing out of the 30-pin proprietary pin uh, dock connector to a micro-USB connector. Not going to see that anytime soon. I would love to tell you that today's show was delayed so that I could get more info on the new Amazon tablet. But the reality is it had more to do with allergies and contents of my stomach not wanting to stay where they belong. Neither alone is good when trying to record a show, but combined, there was nothing I could do. I bring this up because with the Kindle Fire and it priced at $199, I am sure there are more than a few Android tablet makers that had the same issues with their stomach today that I had last night. In a nutshell, I think this kills the rest of the Android tablets. 
and it will have its impact on the iPad as well, but more so with the other Android uh, tablets and non-iOS tablets. The Fire, from what was shown today, is a very impressive device at just $199. It actually has a better resolution display than the iPad at 169 pixels per inch versus 132 for the iPad. Hmm. Now that seems to be a place where the iPad 3 might be able to improve upon. In some ways, the Fire has raised the bar in a way that Apple has to respond to. While Apple has been given grief about having just a home button, the Fire does not even go that far. Just a power button, and not even buttons for volume. Expect that to be a point of contention for some. But really, with all the Android people poking sticks at the iPad and iPhone for lack of inputs and buttons, I am not going to go there with the Fire. Well, not more than I already did. It looks to be a minimally designed device that has some horsepower and is simple to use, i.e. the iPad model. And it is less than half the price, or half the price of the 16 gig iPad 1 when you can get them. The Fire is just 8 gig, and it is really meant as a streaming device. In other words, all your content is going to be up on the cloud. For some, that will be an issue. For most, it will not. If you like 11-point multi-touch with the iPad, then the two-point dual-touch of the Fire is going to be a little frustrating. Is this an iPad killer? No. I don't think such a thing exists, actually. Is it a killer of all non-iPad tablets? Yes, I think it is. This takes the low end of the market and blows it away. The iPad already has the high end, and everyone in between, well, they may have their stomach feeling like mine was last night. Some thoughts on the Fire and Android from M.G. Sigler and John Gruber. First, M.G. Sigler said, quote, What a day for Android. It was just pushed behind the scenes as the thing that powers that awesome, cheap Amazon Kindle tablet and made into that thing you pay Microsoft to use. Unquote. Then John Gruber asked, pondered, and answered the following question. Quote, How many times does the word Android appear on the Amazon Kindle's Fire page? Answer, once, in the following sentence. Additional email apps are available in our Amazon App Store for Android. It's a Kindle tablet, not an Android tablet, unquote. So yes, the Fire is an Android tablet, deep down, but up front, where the user, you know, uses it, it is more a Kindle Amazon than Android. Or so those that have used it are claiming. Take a moment now to hear a word from one of our other sponsors, and that's Audible. If you go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash today and iPhone, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash today and iPhone, you can get a free audiobook when you sign up. Audible now has over 100,000 different titles to choose from. No matter what genre you like to listen to, Audible has you covered. Say you like sci-fi. There's 183 titles to choose from for Doctor Who, 81 to choose from for Star Trek, 133 for Star Wars. Audible has you covered no matter what topic you like. If you like listening to audio like you're listening to this podcast, you're going to love Audible. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash today and iPhone. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash today and iPhone for U.S. and Canadian listeners, and you can get a free audiobook download, no strings attached. Hey, Rob, this is Daniel from Mississippi. Just got through listening to uh, Podcast 191. Where you had a listener talking about getting uh, free mobile to any mobile in the United States from emails from AT&T. I was getting these too, and um, 
they kept sending me emails saying that I was going to get it for free messaging, unlimited messaging. They were going to add it, and they never added it. So I called and got it activated, and now I can call any cell phone uh, in the United States, and it doesn't take away from my daytime minutes. So check with your local AT&T place and see if they offer that to you. Hi, Rob. This is Wayne Henderson, longtime listener, going back to episode number one of the Today in iPhone podcast. I'm from the Packers fan podcast, and I, too, have been getting, uh, basically everybody in my family got those text messages from AT&T letting us know that they've upgraded our plan, blah, 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 and I don't remember if it was just for calling to other cell phones or if it had anything to do with text messages or not. I, I don't make very many calls on my phone. Occasionally calling into podcasts and leaving feedback. <laughs> and I don't do very much texting either, but thought it was mysterious. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Can't wait for the iPhone 5. Thanks again for your podcast and all you do, Rob. Talk to you later. Bye. Wayne and Daniel, thank you for sending in those voicemail messages. And for everyone else that sent in voicemail messages on this or emails on this, thank you so much. It seems a lot of people. We're given that option, the free um, voice-to-voice -voice and text-to-text -text messages anytime, anywhere. So it looks like AT&T is trying to do whatever they can to lock certain people in on AT&T. I want to thank Doug G for sending me an email reminding me of something I wanted to talk about on the show, which is that the Skype app was updated. It now has Bluetooth support for headphones on iPhone 4 and the iPhone 3GS the iPod Touch 4th generation, and the iPad 2. So if you've got a Bluetooth headset, you can use it with Skype and your iPhone or iOS device that I just mentioned. They also claim to have enhanced video through image stabilization, and it, quote, has a new, easy-to-use interface, unquote, as opposed to their old, tough-to-use interface. Is that what you're saying? Anyway, if you're a Skype app user, make sure you check out the update in the App Store now. Reaching into the email bag. Hi, Rob. What if the one on the phone icon on the invite stands for one more thing? As long as we have an iPhone 5, I'll be happy. Could care less about the lower end model. Personally, still fun to speculate and to try unearth hidden clues in the Apple invites. Regards, Tim in Wisconsin. Hi, Rob. This is Jim Nuttall in East Lansing, Michigan. Love your show. I have a question for jailbreakers. Since I haven't done that, I'm interested in finding an application that will allow you to set a different text-to-speech voice for the voice-over system voice for your iOS device. I'm blind and also, like people who have dyslexia, use voiceover to read lots of material to ourselves. The problem is, is the nuanced vocalizer voices that come with iOS aren't that great. There's a lot better voices out there. And I would really love to be able to select a different voice than the ones offered by Apple. So anyway, if the jailbreak community has a solution, I'd love to hear about it. Thanks a lot. Well, Jim, I don't have a solution for you, so I'm going to throw this one out to listeners. If anyone here can help Jim, please let us know if there's a city uh, jailbreak out there or that will allow him to change the voiceover voices. Thanks again. Go out to Hover for sponsoring the show. If you want to save 10% on domain name registrations, go to tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com. As always, if you have any comments, questions, tips, tricks, app reviews, or anything else you want to share with the show, you can email that to me at todayinios at gmail.com. 
And that will do it for us on this episode. I'm looking forward to the next one to see what the iPhone 5 really has for specs. TII app members look for pushes during the event or right after it. And look for episode 193 the evening of the 4th. Until the next time, I'm your host Rob from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.